This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi. We back. My Expert Opinion, episode 104. And I'm guessing because space is in here. But shout out to the guys that's in the building. Shout out to the guys. Um, shout out to all the subscribers. If this is your first time watching, hit that subscribe button. Hit the like, hit the share. Let everybody know you in here. Don't cost you no paper unless you're a mother hater. Of course, I got S. <laughs> I'm up a little like Heineken, Heineken and Esso were in the building. We're in the building. What's my guys, my guys. Back to, back to, back to. You know what it is. Things. Oh, man. So I invited one legend, and he invited another. So we have... It's the takeover! It's the takeover! It's the Brooklyn we came takeover! Oh it's the Brooklyn takeover! I got Big Daddy Kane in the building, and Omar F. Give it up, y'all. Oh, man. Oh, man, where do, we, where do you start? Like, where do you start? How's everybody's week been? Good. It's cold. It's, it's good. cold right yeah. now. Oh, yeah, it's cold. Oh, my man went to the Elite Eight, Shaheen Holloway, my best friend in the entire world, Coach St. Peter's to the Elite Eight. Congratulations. Salute. Yeah, salute. 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 Yeah. salute to him. Me and Math chopped it up. Yeah. You know, I've been a fan of his for years. Right. And Appreciate it. And just the culture, battle right. rap culture, and then what, how you pivoted and what you guys are doing. You know, I don't say much, but I watch everything. Right. So I was just like, yo, come through, chop it up. You know, yo, you made it happen. This is one of my OGs, surprise, surprise, secret recipe. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> kind of came up under his wing. You know what I'm saying? My big bro Jeff over there, Shane over there, this is all family. Dope. In that way, and in, in, in something that like people never knew about. You know what right. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I learned so much from this man right here, just observing. You know, the way he moved, the way he do certain things, and, and kind of took, you know, so you obviously you want to carve your own path. Right. But you take the strengths, it's like a video game, like, oh, I can. You know, um, plenty of nights, you know, and days, you know, in the house, you know, I see this brother and, you know, we chop it up mm-hmm. and go through it, man. And I'm like, I'm just so proud of him and what he's done with his career. You know, I mean, watching from the beginning stages until where, you know, it evolved to. 
you know, yeah, man, you did your thing, baby. Yeah, thank you, bro. You're still now, doing it. Now, this is a beautiful thank thing, because nowadays you don't see too many OGs, like, helping the young brothers out. There's a lot. Of, it's like a huge disconnect, especially in hip-hop, with, like, uh, the drill artists and the boom bappers and all that. Like, there's no connection. Yeah. Yeah. Why, 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 did, why do you think that is? I think that, I mean, me personally, I think that that's to... Um, keep the younger generation misinformed. Mm -hmm. You know, when I came into the industry, I had cats like Jalil from Houdini, mm -hmm. Rick James, Barry White, you know, that I'm talking to and they're giving me game. They're telling me how this music business work, what to look out for, you know, uh, what not to do and things of that nature, right. you know. Um, then after me, you know, I mean, I, I, I sat down in unique studios with Nas, you know what I'm saying, giving them game. Mm -hmm. Took Jay-Z on the road with me. You know what I'm saying? Before he made records, you know? Um, so, Shaheem from Wu-Tang took mm -hmm. him on the road. Mm -hmm. you know? um, ODB. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, ODB, you know, giving them game. But, you know, it's like, you know, now it's like, it's the type of situation where the younger generation look at the older generation as bitter-ass haters, mm -hmm. you know? And the older generation look at the younger generation as young cats that think they know everything and they... Their music is trash. Right. Where there's nobody, you know, really, you know, sitting with somebody younger, telling right. them the do's and don'ts, what to look out for, asking them, you won't you try this, you know? Right. And I think that that's on purpose, you know, so that they're misinformed, right. not educated about this industry, so that they can get. Because I mean, you think about it, it's like back then we was doing like um, uh, anywhere from like three to five album deals. Right. Now you you know um, if someone does sign to a label which I don't know what the fuck you would do that for in the first place at this point in time. <laughs> right, right. But if someone does, it's normally a one-album deal, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I think, I think to add on to that, the other thing is communication. Like, that's the main thing, is how to communicate to the youngsters, right? And, and is a, I think there's a deeper thing there where it's like there's a lot of cats that's dead and gone, or they locked up. If you locked up, you dead and gone anyway. Right. And so there was this chasm of this whole generation of older cats that it was just gone. gone. So we outside, we got to figure it out on our own. Right. And this is how we figured it out, given the circumstances that is on the table. table. Right. And then some cats is coming home or some cats, you know, it wasn't outside, so to say. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to listen to that because they're like, yo, we had to figure out how to do it this way. But right. the whole thing is we, we, we in this together. You see what I'm saying? Everything that Kane just said is, is, is beautiful because it's the truth. You know what I'm saying? And that's why it, it meant the world to me to have him here. So now we at this point in life where I can show my secret soul of one of my yeah. OGs. Like, right, right, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, yo, this is part of why I got to this point. Right. Having his knowledge and just observing conversations that he he don't even remember. Remember, mm -hmm. he was just being himself. But it, but it like, meant yo, a lot to you. It meant the world to me. To me, yeah. Because it's teaching me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's he was teaching the whole time. He was teaching. You know what I'm saying? And me, I'm a good student. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the that's the thing as far as on the younger generation, they got to be willing to listen.
Right. I was going to say that. You see what I'm saying? Because the game changed. I didn't want to cut you off, but the game changed, right? And because the game changed and there's so much um, World Wide Web out there, they think they could Google it so they know now. But they don't understand that the people who've gone through it have laid the path down and they know the kinks and everything to help you get around the potholes and the pitfalls. Right. But it's not sexy no more. See, when Nazanin was coming up, it was dope because it, it was a secret society. Nobody knew nothing. Mm-hmm. They needed Big Daddy Kane. Big Daddy Kane was the one, yo, I, I bust down the walls. I'm doing records with, with um, Patti LaBelle, right. doing this and that. Who's not going to listen to him, right. right? But now, since you can just throw your records up, you don't need to worry about mixing. They're not caring about lyrics and all you that. You don't need that, to worry about mixing. <laughs> no, yeah, you, should, so, you should worry so about mixing. why do mixing. I need to talk to you, homeboy? Because you're because doing what what I'm not even doing what y'all was once doing. I'm doing it because they under the spell of the illusion of independence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's an illusion. If you really trying to get to a certain level, that web is going to have you locked in. Period. Mm -hmm. When it comes to the music, there is independence out there and you see certain artists out there that's just like, why would I take this bag when I if I'm making two million a year? and you offer me 20, that means you think you're going to make 60. You see what I'm saying? Right. It's simple math. So why I could just keep doing this and building my catalog and, and, and things like that to, to where in 10 years from now, you know, in, in between I'm signing artists, I'm putting everybody in position. I might have 100 in 10 years. You see what, what you I'm saying? saying? Right. You know, it's like this, man. You know, right now, everybody's seeing the glory and not the grind. Yeah. Right. You know? That's what's happening, you know. You look like, like when you say, like you can Google, go on YouTube. Okay, you looking, you seeing someone, you know, bragging about this bag they got, bragging about what they whooping, you know, you know. It's just, but you know, it, it, it's like you know, no one, they're not showing the grind though. Right. So everybody thinking that this success is supposed to happen overnight, overnight. Right. immediately. You know what I'm saying? Right. Not realizing how long this person been trying to get on, what they done been through, how they done been jerked, and you know, things of that nature. Right. You said that. You was, you know, showing the ropes to Nas and Hove. But at that time, hip-hop was so young that the age gap between everybody ain't that much. Now, when you look at it, you got older dudes, and some of them have a little bit of animosity because when hip-hop wasn't making that money. Mm-hmm. Now, a 16-year-old can make $7 million. What's a 45-year-old going to tell him that he even make a million? And we've said that before. He's going to be like, I did what you ain't do. Like Esso said. Mm-hmm. So the gap is there. And then you got all the dudes that's probably like, I ain't going to give him no game. I ain't, I ain't where I'm at. But is, is there a kind of regret for some of the, the the OGs of the game that, damn, we paved the way, but we not we we not eating the way everybody's eating right now? I mean, I would I would assume that I would assume that a lot of cats from my era and, and maybe even the era before me that they may have you know that type of feeling. I mm-hmm. would assume. I mean, see me, you know. I mean, I um, I grew up with that understanding that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You know, the, the, the greatest player in the NBA wasn't making no dough. 
from the NBA. He was making it all from 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 Jordans, from right. sneakers. Right. His doors come from the sneakers. Right. Oh, uh, you know, he he ain't he ain't get that big check until that last time he did yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so many young players. So it's like you know, with that understanding, you know, you know that that's just the way it go. You know, I mean, it's like, and I'm pretty sure that the little bit of money that Jordan was complaining about around around 1990, Dr. J probably made, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, maybe like 20% of that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, I mean, that's just the way it goes. So I never, you know, really looked at it like, you know, oh, oh, oh this new cat right here, he garbage, man. And I, I should have been making this type of money. Nah, nah. I mean, that's just the way it goes. Um, You know, hip hop was new. It, mm. it wasn't, you know, um, a commercial thing then. It wasn't, you know, considered popular music mm-hmm. you know, right. when, when I was doing it. Now it is. It's the biggest selling genre. So, you know, yeah, these cats going to get that bag. I'm, I'm just happy to see them young dudes eating. You but you, but yeah. you would be because you're still successful. You're still doing shows. You transcended decades. Right? Decades. So you're, about you're not 50 years old. Yeah, right? but you're not like them. You know what I'm saying? So right. because you still had the success and people still revere you, like when you walked in the door, like even Matt, like, oh, Big Daddy's here. People Dang. still revere you. They still care. Right. You know yeah, but I'm you saying? know, without the shows, you know, without the popularity, I still ain't like them. It's real shit. Yo. Wow. <laughs> no, I gotta ask. Yeah. Cause he used to rap. Oh, that, I didn't know is that. that. Is that where the coaching started? What do you mean? Uh, he used to rap. Was he coming to you like, yo, how these bars sound? He would kick stuff for me. Yeah, he definitely yeah. would kick stuff for me. What yeah. you think? Huh? What you think? He was never. I thought he was he, dope. He I'm, was I'm, never impressed. He was never impressed. That's like Luke Skywalker coming in with the with the with the lightsaber trying to talk to Yoda. Right, Yoda's and, and like look, yeah. Yoda's talking backwards, and you yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like you're not just you yeah, know, yeah, we ain't there floating in the clouds. Down there playing Keep working. Keep working. Keep working. Now you, no, I, you, I, I be sitting there. Hot your balls or not? <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, he was dope. He, he, nah, he, he was dope. Uh, right. You know, it's 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 like it's just certain things that I just like to do with people where I where where I see something mm-hmm. like you know um, where I got um, because um with him it was like um the style and um. Like his words, like he used a lot of um, uh, big words, mm. you know. Um, so like I, I, I really wanted to like really see him have a little more fun with it, right? You know. But I mean, with what he did, mm-hmm. he was dope. You know, I, I thought, I thought, I thought he was dope. He was a vocabulary man. He was a vocabulary man. He had a big vocabulary. Why you ain't never do record with um the Tupac then when y'all was on Juice? Man, Pac was writing his first album when we did Juice, and, yeah. and um, you know, I, I tell people I was 17 years old. I was a baby. Think mm. about that. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm literally got posters on the wall of, of Kane and, and Vogue and everybody that I like. You know what I'm saying? New Edition. And Vogue, I like that one. You from see what the, yeah. And then I'm in the movie. Wait, huh, that's why I said I like Shorty. that one. Yeah. And I'm like, it's not even real, real. to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh. You know what I mean? And, and so I was just so young and Pac was a different type of dude. Pac was one of them, you know, this, you, you meet certain people. I met Gazelle and Kane, Kane is one of them. When they walk in the room, the energy shifts. Shifted, yeah. And Pac was just 
different on a different level and and he was writing his first album and he he was doing the digital that's that's when he was um dancing digital, digital underground yeah but he literally like though I I had never experienced that before but what I'm about to say is like one day we on the set we you, we filmed up here in Harlem right in the hutzpah this is pre internet social media, all of this convenient camera shit. No, this is when it was outside and it happened, right? right. And a woman had thrown her baby down the trash. Mm. We all from where we from, mm-hmm. it's sad to say, but that was kind of normal. Yeah, to us. yeah. Like, oh, time. you heard about stories like that, right? right? Pop was fucked up. Like, the whole day, he because it was in the newspapers in the morning. Right. He was just like, I can't believe she did that. None of the time. I was just like, like this every day. Like, right, you know this what I'm happens. And by lunchtime, he was like, "Yo, oh, come in the trailer," and he started spitting his rhyme for me. Right, he's spitting, and I'm like, and I'm not catching it though. I'm mm-hmm. listening to it, but mm-hmm. I'm not catching it. Mm-hmm. Six months later, his album come out. Brenda's got I a hit baby. Brenda's got a baby. I knew you were gonna say that. Brenda's got a baby. And right. my mind was blown because I wasn't even present enough and aware enough to know that's what was happening. Mm, right. And, and that's that moment, when I knew his greatness. And that happened you on the sh- on a, on a set of juice? On a set of juice. Nigga, set of nigga juice. spit, Brenda's got a baby wow, on a set of wow. juice. And I'm not even, I'm, what I'm saying is, I'm Why not even catching it. Yo, yo, let me I'm do the second even, verse. Yo, that was the second verse. Nah, he was pop, you know, pop. Yeah. That would have been crazy. Pop was a different dude. He was just on his path and, um, you know, right. it's just incredible to, what people don't think about with Tupac, mm-hmm. And Biggie, for that matter. Okay. You know, Tupac was 19 when we did Juice. He passed at 25. Mm, right. Think about that. Everything that we know of him artistically happened in that six span of time. years. You know what I'm saying? My young, my son is 14. I got a 17 year old and a 22 year old. So I can't even. The way that I think about it now is totally different. Like, yo, this man did all of this and this. Amount of time. time. Yeah. That's how locked in he was. Almost, and the one thing about Pac that used to kind of rub me different was it was like he knew there was a ticking clock. The way that he would operate with himself and doing things, it was like this urgency. I'm 17, so I'm two years younger than him. I'm like, yo, let's kick, kick, up, our, kick up our feet and have fun. Like right. why you mm. why you rushing? Let's just go do this. Let's go with it. Where the girls at? With it, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And he was just there was more to get to. You know, so it's like that's how you know the spirit is real. Yeah. yeah. He knew he, I'm in this body right now, but I gotta get these things accomplished because it's, it's almost like he was tapped into something a different frequency. Right. And you felt it when you was around him. You know what I'm saying? I miss that brother for real because I I often imagine try to imagine in my mind, damn, what if Pac was it? Like, I'd be saying, yeah, yo, like, well, if, Pac, if Tupac had an IG? Twitter? What would it be like? His DM who, what would he be now? I, I who would he be now? I think he would have sort of, I think he would have definitely delved into, you know, community politics. Not, not necessarily, like, politics like um on a national level mm-hmm. but community like where barack started right right we started in the mud and i think Pac would have did that and he would have had the ear of the people because he already did you know what i'm saying the right. stuff that he was talking about 
I mean, he was in a way one of your babies because we used to talk about that. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the people that inspired me and him used to talk. The people that inspired him. Right. He'd be like, "Yo, Kane got that." He would be able to dissect, like I said, take these pieces and dissect. And yo, from Rakim, I got this, and this one I got that. But yeah, yeah. Pac had something different because of what he came from, and what what God's purpose was for him to be here. You know, coming from God bless his mother Afini. Mm-hmm. And so he's coming with this whole revolutionary mindset. And when you when you go back and look at it now, now this stuff look normalized. Mm. When he was doing what he was doing musically and in the press, mm-hmm. you had never seen nothing like that before back then. Shooting at mm-hmm. cops and all that other wildness. Not even just that, not, not just, just the way that he cops. would speak. Right. The way that he would speak, he was holding people's, he was holding society's feet to the fire. Mm-hmm. And he was leaning into blackness and who we are. And from the, I believe that Kane did that. Kane did it, you did it, I'm saying Kane like you're not here, but mm-hmm. <laughs> you did it in a more, more of a, a poetic way where you had to have the knowledge to catch it. Right. And, and then Pac was kind of had that, but a little bit of that fuck the police in him. Yeah. You know I, what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to just say it. I think, Pac, I think Pac, was, Pac was more um, the Jesus that hung with the thieves. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You, like, never, you never in rap history, history, you never heard somebody say, even though you was a crack fiend, mama, mama you always, always was, was a black, black queen, mama. mama. You never right. heard nothing like that before. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And that was a line that, when you heard it, you was like, yeah. wow. Mad people could relate to, to that. And then Pac when you talk about- a yeah. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I remember playing Keep Your Head Up for My Mother when we was going through it with with my step pops. Mm. That meant a lot. And like years later, I made my own version of the song, but I attributed how I felt to, like I told the story of playing that record for my mother. Right. And what it did and the strength that it gave us. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I that think, meant a lot. I think the intensity is so profound how you're breaking it down because one of the most iconic scenes is that elevator scene with you and Pac mm-hmm. and Juice. And when you look at it, it don't look like it was a movie. This looked like something that oh, happens yeah. in a whole I, I felt like I was there the, before. Yeah. I felt like, like the, I was there before. How many takes did that happen? Did y'all talk about it? Did y'all have a fight? Because the tension to yeah. this day, when you feel it, you feel the fear, even though you yeah. know what the Because I, I know sometimes um, during shoots, I've, you know, I've, I've done films and stuff. Nobody knows, though. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, rapper one, go check it out. Anyway, so <laughs> I know a lot of things get changed, mm-hmm. especially when you're dealing with people who may connect more to the character than the actual writers. So they'll alter scenes and say, okay, I think we should do it this way. What do you think? And then, okay, all right, let's do that. For the movie Juice, yeah. what were the alterations that you guys encouraged? The truth about it is, 
And shout out to Ernest Dickinson, who mm-hmm. wrote and directed the film. Um, we basically freestyled the whole film. Because mm-hmm. the original script, they had wrote like 10 years prior. What? So the dialogue was like, you better come here, job turkey. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, don't say it. Yeah, it was like, yeah, like, I can't say it. it. Right, exactly. And so that's what we did. And I remember, because um, Pac wasn't even an actor at that point. He actually came with, with Tretch. Tretch had the audition, Salute the Tretch. Right. But Pac, but Pac was with him. And so they was like, you know, they were just looking for so many people. It was like, yo, you, come here. So that story you know. is real because they always said that. I was, like, I, was, I was like, that yeah. gotta be wow. just for the gas nah, of the movie. Nah, whatever. that was a real story. Like, nah, that, that happens. Tresh came in there. I mean, I got the lead role came in there, did his thing. And then they was just like, yo, who's your man? Yo, have him come in there. And Pac went in there and the room exploded. And then it was interesting because there was it's four dudes, right? So they was like, putting people like I remember I read for Pac's role and it was like all right well you try this or you try that or whatever mm-hmm. and Pac just had that that thing it was like oh yeah that's yeah. him and then you know what I'm saying from the blessings of the universe they was like yo we want you to you know what I mean right do cute come come for this role because I guess I I, I kind of bought more to like the the conscious, hey, we shouldn't do that. Hey, Kane, don't shoot him. <laughs> but you didn't think about rapping. You man. had the best. Mm-hmm. You had the best role, my brother. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you, you, you know, you, you, you had lines on the last page. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Exactly. You got the juice now. But I was spitting it. Yeah, because you played the DJ. I, I mean, I had a record deal before I had a movie deal. Really? We had a record deal with uh with Chemistry. That's a record, and then they fold it. Okay. But wow. all of this is happening at the same time. What's your rap name? Oh. oh. Just O? Yeah. Okay. O-E-O. What's my rap name, Shane? That was it. Yeah, that was it. Oh, yo, this is, let him in. King O Smooth. This is the writer, director of the film that we got coming out. Okay, dope, dope. Charles you Murray. How you doing? Charles Murray in the building. In the building. Zip code, bro. <laughs> in the building. Kane, that's Charles. Hey, brother. You got me doing? Good to meet you. What's up? Coming on late and shit. I got, you didn't give me a zip code. I did. I gave you the address. You gave me. This is how Gary, Indiana people act. I'm gonna let y'all know. But yeah, man, that was it, man. We, you know, it was it was just a beautiful time, and, and you know, when you when you young, so it takes me back to what you when we talking about the youngsters, like, you think you're going to live forever. That's just the natural order. Of you course. Think if you're making some bread, you think you're gonna, the bread is just going to last forever. Like this forever. It's going to keep going that way. And yeah. it, that's not life. And we need to bridge that gap that you talked about earlier mm-hmm. with the youngsters because it's like, yo, it's like, hold did that. So hopefully you have to go do that. Right? Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. Right. You know what I'm saying? So e- what I'm saying is even when you look at someone like Tyler Perry, oh, he probably worked for Billy, he got studios, he got you think he ain't made mistakes? He was sleeping in his car. Yeah. I'm saying even after, with the money. After he got no, the bread, he still made mistakes. Tell you, yo, nah, don't make that deal. Do it like this. Do you have mentors like that in Hollywood? Yeah. Not a lot. Not a lot. Honestly, not a lot. I know I know Sidney Portier. Sidney Portier is my hero. Uh, Sidney Portier is my 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 acting 
Big Daddy came. Right. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Have you ever sat, sat with him and had those type of conversations? Nah, man. I've, I've had the honor of meeting him twice. Mm-hmm. The first time I was at a restaurant for a meeting, I saw him eating by himself. And I fanned out. But I'm thinking, you know, because, you know, you, you eat and you don't want people coming up to you. So I was already thinking, but I was like, yeah, this is a once, once in a lifetime thing. So like, yeah. I just wanted to shake his hand. I'm going to get some chicken soup on my fingers. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, mm. I shook his hand. You know, I said, I don't want to interrupt you and everything like that. You know, I'm an actor. My name is Omar Epps. And he said, I know who you are, son. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you do great work. Out of here. Out of here. Yo. Made my, like, like, I went on a tear. Like, after that, you couldn't tell me nothing. I'm like, what? you know what I'm saying? It's it's like, you know who know who I am? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Thanks. For me, I, I guess for me, that was Ralph McDaniels. Mm. Right? You know, when you were a kid, okay. you go from Batman mm. straight to Channel 31. Batman straight. If you're from Brooklyn, yeah. you knew. Ralph McDaniels. If you was from Queens, you knew that too. <laughs> Chill with all of that. Chill with all of that. It is what it is. So you surrounded tonight. Chill out, bro. Chill out. You surrounded, son. You surrounded, son. You got to accept it. Yeah. You got to accept it. Right. So, so the first time I saw Ralph, first time you I saw Ralph. You should have brought some more of your community. Look, look, look. Crush it. It's a legend, man, you know. So the first time I saw Ralph, I felt that way. was a staple. Yeah, you right. know that. That was a staple of you, you rushing home. This is, again, yeah. pre-internet. You can't just hit a button. DJ you Ralph had to, if, you, if you had a VHS thing, VHS. you had to tape. Recorded the, it. The, the, mm-hmm. the t- tissue in the joint so you yeah. record yeah, over facts, whatever facts, was on facts. there. Or the paper, folded paper. Exactly. Stick it in the slide. And you going in there. Damn. Ralph is, a, is, I know they had the documentary, um, documentary on Netflix, but I'm like, right. yo. Nah. Cause you gotta keep it gotta in be more than that, like you know, like hot tracks mm, played hot like track. more mm. than like you know R and B stuff. But mm-hmm. really, with hip hop, they really only was like playing like um, Run DMC, Fat Boys. Right. Yeah, like that's a that, fact. You know, there wasn't um, all the stuff. And um, Friday Night Videos wasn't playing no rap really. You know, mm-hmm. they were hardly playing any black music. Right. right. You know, I think maybe Michael Jackson and Shalimar. Right. Mm-hmm. I remember Salomon yeah, too, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Friday night videos. Mm-hmm. Right. So now you have, you know, a black brother that's showing pretty much all the hip hop videos. You know, so yeah, that was like, And he would be in the tunnel. Facts. In the club. Like in the club. Y'all, know about, y'all wasn't outside. Nah, I'm, I'm talking before the tunnel. <laughs> yeah, before yeah, the tunnel. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm talking 80s. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, I wasn't outside. Was it was it tough breaking through back in those days? Come again? Was it tough breaking through back in those days? Like, because you guys kind of pioneered the whole situation. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, like, I started rapping in like '82, and yeah, man, like, um, up until '84. I was trying to, you know, like I got everybody in, you know, you know, in Best Style telling me how dope I am. Everybody in Sarah J. Hill telling me how dope mm-hmm. I am, right. and, and, and I couldn't get no record deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm trying. I, I then, I um, finally get with um, Divine Sounds at What People Do for Money, mm-hmm. and um, the DJ uh, Mike Music. He was like, you know, yeah, you dope. 
I want to sign. He signed me to a production deal and got me a deal on Daniel Records. I'm thinking I'm about to make it. Yeah. Next thing you know, Doug and Rick got with Daniel Records, dropped the show. They dropped Divine Sounds. My career was over like like two weeks. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was at the you know that point of like fuck it, man. Did you start go to ghostwriting after that? Well, um, what happened was you know like when me and Biz got together, you know he told me. Um, God bless. You know, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace, Biz. Yeah. He he told me, yo, you know, I be doing shows in Long Island, Bronx, Manhattan. Get down with me. I guarantee you, I'm gonna get your record deal one day. Mm-hmm. So when um, he connected with the Juice Crew and um, got to put out Make the Music, he came back, got me, had me come in on the road with him, like what I, what I had Jay-Z and Positive K doing, mm-hmm. like come out in the middle of the show and kick a rhyme and shit. Right. Like he had me doing that, and then he asked me to write the, um, the Nobody Beats the Biz joint and asked me to help mm-hmm. him with the album. Mm-hmm. You know, and did that. And then he it was got the me biz, a It was the Vapors. It's yes. crazy. Yeah. The classic after classic after classic. But Kane, what what made you be willing to take these young people that knew that nobody knew, like a Jay Z and a Positive K, and give them that shine right in the middle of your show, that where everybody was coming to see you? Well, with that situation, what happened was um I had my um Chocolate City tour out. But I also had a song with Patti LaBelle called Feels Like Another One. Mm. So when I stopped my tour to go on the road with Patti, like I'm on tour with Patti, we're doing it every night. Then just one night, I'm sitting there running my mouth with somebody, and I'm like, hey, yo, that's not the same outfit Patti had on on stage. Mm-hmm. You know? I was like, yeah, yeah. She, so I'm now, I'm now I'm really paying attention. I'm realizing that she done changed clothes three times in one show. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. nobody in hip hop doing this shit. Right. Wow. Oh, shit. So as soon as Patty tour ended, I came back with the, to go back out with my Chocolate City joint. Um, I grabbed Jay-Z and I grabbed Positive K. And I was like, yo, I want y'all to come on the road with me. I want to try something different. So I brought them on the road. I was like, so I'll do half the show in one outfit. Call them out, rhyme, let them freestyle on stage while I change clothes and I come out and finish the show in another outfit. So they was, mm-hmm. Jay-Z and them was buying you time to switch your outfit. Yeah. Exactly. But My man. That, but they was getting light too. And they was yeah. getting light and yeah. they was transitioning the show to what, what his second half of his you show You know what's so dope made. about it is... Really, we, we was like, I had them in the studio working. We was recording trying to, you know, do songs on them to shop them. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, mm. and, and it's was, what's been so fun about my life so far... Mm-hmm is I got memories that he forgot about. So when Jay talk about the white Lex and all of that, from back back, he had me under the wing going to pick up Jay or or meet with Jay. Like, I remember these things. Like, this actually happened. You know what I'm saying? In real life. And it's like, sometimes you be thinking about it like it was a movie. It was like, oh, yo, yo, I actually... It, it, nobody, you know, a salute to Jay, obviously, but like nobody knew, you know, if you was from Brooklyn, you knew. You kind of heard, a, you know, because that's the, Kane is giving you the humble version of how he got on. He was tearing everybody's heads off. And we know how it is in the borough. Right. That's the part you're not telling him. You was ripping everybody heads well, off. Well, I started as a battle rapper. You see what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I started as a battle rapper. Everybody. You think I don't know? You think I don't know? So that's what I was like. You know, it, it was like, it, it, it got to the point where, like, you know, um, it was some Josie Wales type shit. You know? <laughs> like, you know, motherfuckers coming up to Sarah J. Hill. Yeah. You know, 
where's this MC Kane dude? Like people coming from um from Eastern District, from Western House, um Brooklyn Tech, all these different schools. Oh, who did you battle huh? that people like, you know, someone that, that, that eventually, of course, made it to, to superstar status, but you tore them up before they got there. Um, Nobody. <laughs> um, the only person I would say that battled uh, made the superstar status, but this was when they were a star. Okay. When we battled. That would be K-Solo. K-Solo. K-Solo, oh, okay. yeah. But this is when he had records out. We battled, um, um, uh, I, I believe I believe it was Parrish that brought him to Parrish my, my room. Uh, yeah. So y'all was battling with record deals yeah, and yeah, records yeah. out already? Yeah, it was like Parrish from EPMD was um, arguing with my man JC about who was better. So he the fuck out of here. We need this. Niggas are fighting and saying, yo, you gonna come battle K? Kane. Get the fuck out of here, Kane. And the nigga showed up like, yeah, I'm coming to battle this nigga. No, K-Solo came ready. He this came ready to battle. Wild. He came ready to battle. He was, yeah, he not. Nah, he wasn't scared. He, he came, he came ready. Now, now, back then, was it more, was it more freestyle or was it like, no, I'm going to put your name in this. I'm going to structure okay, something. Okay, when you say freestyle, what do you mean? Off the top. Like, Off oh, the dome? Okay. okay. Um, was it freestyle or something that you might have? With me, uh-huh. um... With me, um, um, it was mainly written stuff, mm -hmm. but I might, you know, look you up and down and add another, another yeah. you know, depending Ooh. on how raggedy your shit Right, right, right. What was oh, it like crazy. being around a young Nas? Um, I mean, it was, 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 a, it was a real weird. Like, what, what's up? It's like we in the studio, and I'm telling him how much I love his album. I was like, yo, a lot of people use that um, five mic term very loosely. Mm. But I want you to know, you have a five mic right. album. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you got, you know, um, 10 songs on the album and seven of them is dope. I don't think that make it a five mic album. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you got some shit where I can just press, press play. play. Like your shit could have been on an eight track. No fast forward. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's like you fine. know, I'm like yeah, 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 yeah. Your, your, your shit is the truth. And then he kept asking me, what, what do I think he should have did different? And I'm like nothing. And he was like, he's like, and then he's like, okay, well listen, if Illmatic was Big Daddy Kane's album, <laughs> what would you have done different? Because I'm telling you, I don't think there's nothing you, you should do different. I said, all right. If it was Kane, if it was my album, I would have had one song on there at least for the ladies. Right. But you ain't me. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 yeah, you, I love you know, that's not your thing. Right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's not your thing. So you didn't have to do that. So ain't nothing wrong with what you did. Mm -hmm. Your shit is perfection. Yeah. Mm. I'm like, you know, you, if it was my album, yeah, that, I would have probably had, I would have had one song on there for the ladies. Mm. You know? But I'm like, but that's not what you need to do, though. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We two different people. Mm -hmm. you, know? you feel like he took that and he started... Yeah, I mean, like a couple of years later, the motherfucker hit me about, um, owe me back. So I'm like, yo, remember, remember we had time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that was. So yeah. tell me about the chicks back then, though, Kane, because you legendary for niggas hating uh, you about the chicks. Oh, 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 o
What was the vibe back then with the chicks being that the rap game was brand new? I mean, you know, it, it had years in, but the vibe that you was bringing was, was different. Can I answer that for him? The style. Let me get the shoes. Because you was there. Us, yo, it's very simple. Oh, it's mm-hmm. very simple. His turn down list is more legendary than y'all hit list. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> you follow me? That's it, that's it. <laughs> it's just the truth. The truth don't have no opinion. Right. Hold on, oh, so it y'all is. some niggas so got, you got some dope. You were scooping up the turn down list? Was <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you the guy on the side like, hey, mom, it's okay, it's okay. You, you come back with me. I was raised by the best. I'm not going for it. Um, Love and basketball when it first came out. You know, uh, people wouldn't say it was like, oh, number one movie. But over the years, it became like the must. Like, you don't yeah. got love and basketball in the crib. Like, you yeah. don't got DVD. Chick come over to the crib. What you got? What you want to watch? Love and basketball. You got love and basketball. Mm-hmm. That was the thing. It's always Bro, the thing. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Yo, when she said, I'll play you for your heart. <laughs> If there was, yo, if I had, like, look, that was like my cold blooded coaching moment right there. Like, yeah. I dunk on a, yeah. Dunk on a, yeah. Yeah, spin move. Yeah, knock on a, it was like, yo, cold blooded. You gotta earn this. You gotta earn this. And I think I've been that way ever since. (laughs) Ever since. But that was like a, a huge moment. Do, do people ever come up to you and be like, yo, that this was an iconic moment? Like, yeah. Yeah, people love that. It, what's so strange is, like, I think when you I'm the type of person that tries to be present in the moment because I believe that life is a series of moments. Right. Yes. That's it. So we need to be present right here and now, right? Right. And when we're making this film... You know, you could dream or imagine anything. Oh, it's going to be this, it's going to be that. But none of that really matters. You're just in the moment, right? Right. And so it's interesting in what you just said, because when the film came out, it made its money back and blah, 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 blah. But the way that people talk about it now wasn't back then. It's like now it's like two or three generations later where they're like, oh, my God. My daughter's friends are like, oh, my God, tell your dad I love this movie and this, that, and the other. you know, you know, I think it, I attribute that like back to the schooling. Like, I wonder if when you were making your first album, like are you, we can't imagine that far or this is going to be a, a, a monumental moment that, that's going to stop time or tr- and transcend time. Mm-hmm. Like all of these decades later, people are listening to. You know, you like you, you you reference Nas, but you could you I hear you in cats like Corday and some of these other warm it up cats came. Mm-hmm. nice like mm, you got that cadence from here. Like we know we we had the playbook, dog. Right. And salute to them. You know what I'm saying? Because they taking it to a different level. But when you're creating the blueprint, I don't know if you're thinking about oh this is the blueprint. Right. Mm. You're just in the moment creating the best that work create, that you can that create you can in that moment. Stretching your imagination. You know what I'm saying? And then there's very, very few of us can get to that Mayweather level where, you know, I, I, I can't remember what fight Salute to Floyd, that's the homie, 
But there was a fight where he was obviously duffing money up. And the commentators was like, he threw a punch. And Floyd was like, and, and the commentator said, oh, Floyd hit him with a right hook. And he's in the middle of a fight. And he leans out the way of the punch. And it was like, nah, it was the left. And then bong, and bong <laughs> the back. And yeah, I'm I know like, that. You really? Wow. Yeah. wow. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's genius level. That's what I'm talking about. And that's we all have that ability in I've us. I've never seen that. Yeah. You um, gotta look that up. Yeah, I look it up. That's was crazy. that with Birdo? It wasn't with Birdo. It was one of the. It was before he retired. Mm -hmm. But literally, they. they yeah, fight. I remember he that. Heard yeah, him yeah. Say, he heard he him heard say, the commentator yeah. say, oh, no, he doesn't. He knows a lot. Yeah. I never said that. Yo, when I seen Floyd, he was getting ready to fight Zab Judah. This video was on YouTube. And he was doing the jump rope and everything. Yeah. And he's drinking a can of Coca-Cola and killing the speed bag. <laughs> and if anybody knows, that's the worst thing for a boxer. He's like, it's my first time drinking this shit. And he going in with the jump rope. And I'm like... But let me tell you something about like, Floyd. Motherfucker. Yeah. Let me yeah. tell you something about Floyd. Games aside... Um, before it, you say it, let me just say one yeah, thing yeah, real quick. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I'm a witness with that speed bag. You ever get a chance? Watch that on half stepping video. I missed that motherfucker about six times. And, yeah, it, I mean, it, it looked good, but yeah, I must have. I missed that bag about six times. Floyd is a, a, a obviously he is who he is, but he's also show. He's like Muhammad Ali on steroids when it comes to the showmanship. Okay, follow what I'm saying. Well, so the whole drinking Coca-Cola and all of it, that's right. all for, for y'all to sleep. Right. It's all mental games. That man don't drink, don't smoke. Like, the, mm -hmm. the, you know, I was in Floyd's, when he was training for Pacquiao. Okay. And you get to see that. But see, I knew Floyd before anybody knew who Floyd was. Pretty boy Floyd? Pretty boy Floyd. Wow. That was a dick. I knew Floyd when he was like 15 and old and in, in Vegas and... You know what I'm saying? Like, we was getting them in the spot. Like, yo. And I'm like, yo, you don't know who this is? And they like, nah. I'm like, yo, he with us. Suited up and all of that. And we could, this one I used to chief and all of that. Mm -hmm. Like, yo, what's up? We rolling. You know, we wilding. <laughs> like, right, right, right. He's like, nah, I'm good. Like, yeah, he, was was running. he was a smoking bag. <laughs> he was about to go running. Yeah, that's his like, He runs at 2 in the morning. What? Mm -hmm. You got to yeah. go running? Yeah. You see all these broads in here, son? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm. Focus. Focus and discipline. And at the end of the day, it's like when I speak to, to the young kids, I, I, I like to speak to young kids at schools a lot and, and, and this and that, and specifically like, like in the arts. It's like you got to put the work in, yo. Yeah. Everybody is blessed with a gift. Yeah. It's your life's journey and purpose to discover yours. You see what I'm saying? And then we have to put it together, especially as black and brown people. You see what I'm saying? If you know how to stitch, but you got the access to the fabric, and then you have the distribution point, you know what I mean? We could put that together, and then me and him is like, yo, we could we could promote it. You can promote it. Mm -hmm. Put it together. Make That's it one of the main things with the young boys and women. It's like the, the unity is going. That's one thing mm. I, I so respect about. Kane's era, there was unity. So when you think about Kane, right. you think about Rakim, mm -hmm. you think about KRS-One, you think about LL Cool J, you think about yeah. Run DMC, Cool G Rap, Russell Simmons, Latifah, but everybody had a different right. thing. Yeah.
right? They and they soul. owned it. Right. But there was this unit, kid and play, and like all yeah. every, everyone had room. It was no a lot of different unique artists. Jungle Brothers, De La Soul, you had so many, Demoni Love, you had people coming from all over. Digital there was a lot of units. But I have to ask this question. Why didn't you do a versus <laughs> with Rockham? <laughs> Look at Shane's face. <laughs> I mean, that's, um, that's who they was trying to you know, make the versus happen with. Right, that's, where, that's who, no, no disrespect to KRS. That's who everybody wanted, yeah. wanted to see for years, for decades. That's what, I believe that's what everybody think they wanted to see. Mm -hmm. um, in my personal opinion, during the pandemic, had me and Rakim battled then um, for verses, it would have been dope. Because, mm. you know, he would have been sitting in the comfort of his living room, I'm sitting in the comfort of my living room, and we just going through songs over IG. Right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I understand. And yeah. I think that that would have worked out a lot better. Right. But me and him standing on a stage together, nah. I think what people got is what they needed. Mm. Right. Me and KRS, someone that, you know, has a lot of energy. Performs. Someone that has, you know, you know, real strong battle skills. You know, you know that's that's... So if you're reading between the lines mm. like I am, he's basically saying, Akem is not the showman. He's not a stage. He don't got so the stage. It would have been a wash for y'all to see that on a huge stage. That's so not if, what I'm if saying. If they were just sitting in the living room, it would be cool. Because the they both sitting down. Man, but once the man gets up the and the feet start moving, it's over. <laughs> it's over. That's, that's basically what, what it was. Saying. Okay, that's I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That, that was, a, lot, that was my interpretation. That's kind of what I heard. That's kind of what I heard. Nah, what I know right. the link, though. That, yeah. Now, but you know what? I know what, he, what he's saying because think about that. It. The verses started like in the house, yeah, in, in, in the, the crib, house. and it right. wasn't a performance. So right. it was just like, yo, record fit. That's like, what's your playlist? Uh, what's my playlist? Yeah. Oh, and we just and it, it was like sort of dressed down. But once you get to this performance thing, it changes. It's like, and we've seen it. Right. We've seen it. We've seen the ones that like, mm, oh yeah, like even even Lock, locks versus Dipset. Yeah, you're taking an example that that, that locks was more of a showman. They was more prepared, and I came on this show, and I was sitting over there, and they argued with me, and I said Dipset don't have a chance. I said because the locks they had have a been, chance. Bro. I said because locks have been trained by Puffy. They actually believe in stage show whether mm -hmm. they're spitters or not. I think they had a chance, honestly. I, I think, think they, they had, had a chance. Because you can't really say it like that. The, 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 the nuclear bomb in that was, I Jada mentioned Kiss. the word present. Jaded Kiss was so present in that moment. Yeah. He went to the street. It was like there was a cutout. What, 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 what was that? What was that? He just stayed right there. He didn't go out of space. What was that DJ name? If he went to his shows, that's what he do. He didn't go out of space. Technician. Technician. Oh my God. He killed. He was the secret source. The MVP. I agree. Because he was like the other voice. Because there was no delay. And when Jada's like dropped. Like he just goes into it. That's right. called stage show. That's called stage this show. is what he's talking about. Like when he drops right. it. When I first went to one of his shows, he don't, he don't even know you. You did Lushan's joint. Lil Sean. Okay. No, you did LaShawn's joint, and I was there for the private joint. And and although I knew he was gonna drop the mic and do all that shit, 
the shit was still lit. Crazy. Yeah. It, it's because he, you really thought he was going to drop it. Is he really going to drop this motherfucker yeah. this time? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yo, came. Boom. Yeah. Boom. And you saying. see how it cycles around. Yeah. I used to marvel at because you've never seen it before. Him school scrap. He's doing the, the, the half split. School, pick, pick him, him up. up by the shirt. Yeah. That's James Brown shit. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Facts. But it's so good when you see it in hip hop form, like. Facts. Mm. And he got on a slack, and slacks, and, and yeah. the, the button. Bro, up. Like, see. yo, you uh, ain't seen that. Like, yo, smooth. this is crazy. You Amazing. know what I'm saying? Amazing. I mean, That's something I learned from Doug Fresh. Shout out to Doug. One night um, after one of my shows, we went to Doug Crib and he showed me these videos of Earth, Wind and Fire, Michael Jackson and Pink Floyd. Mm. And he was explaining, he's like, everybody coming in the game right now, you know, trying to emulate um, Run DMC, Houdini, LL. He said, what I'm doing right now is I'm learning shit from Earth, Wind and Fire, Michael Jackson, stuff that ain't been done in hip hop yet. Mm. Wow. I'm like, deep. So that next morning, you know, I went down to Tower Video and bought live performances of James Brown, Barry White, uh, Marvin Gaye. And that's the shit I was studying to perfect my stage show. Mm. And on that video, I saw when James did the split and Bobby Bird pulled him up by his heel. So I told school, yeah, we gotta do that, but, but, but grab my shirt, don't fuck with my heel. <laughs> <laughs> I get the job done. Wow. wow. That was my joint, too. Legendary. Legendary, and that word for y'all youngsters, everybody calling everybody a legend, somebody else gotta call you a legend for that to be true. Same with you, the martyr. Can't call yourself that. Somebody else has to call you that based on your actions. Right. Mm. That's a legend. Mm -hmm. This man right here is a legend. It's a fact. Is on the Mount Rushmore of this shit. We you wouldn't have a Jay Z without Kane. You That's wouldn't a have fact. a Biggie without Kane. Right. You can and obviously they're supposed to take it further. That's the whole point. Yeah. To this thing, you know what I'm saying? And and it's in that's just important to me. For the youngsters to know coming because there's so many talented youngsters, and right now the streets is run them up, yeah. run astray, bamboozle, that you know whatever. Yeah. And it's but but we can save that. What I hear a lot from cats in our um, demographic age wise, it's like it's a lost cause, and I'm like nah, it's not a lost cause. We just have to bridge that gap of communication yeah. with them because. I'm gonna reference another J line. He said, uh, uh, "Sensitive thugs, y'all all need hugs. hugs." Yo, sometimes that's the case. Yo, that's my really G, the case. Yo, if you, if you ain't got no pops, that shit hurts. I grew up without a father. Right. I seen my mom struggling, even though she was an educator, she wasn't making no bread like that. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And, and and people come from broken families, or you might have siblings, or you, you, your moms. Nowadays, they on all types of whatever. But back in the days, it was like if your moms or your pops is on crack. Yeah. Like my nigga, you not trying to come outside. That don't feel good. Everybody yeah. know that your man's is selling to your parent, whatever your sister, you whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. we, we, yeah, it, we it, come it, from the tough. era having food stamps was a shameful thing. Now. Yeah. Yo, I got them card swipes. Right. Let's go. I got them stamps. You know, you know what? That was shameful for me up until a key moment in my life. Because like you, mm. you know, pops wasn't around like that. Mom was on welfare. 
I used to go, she used to give me like the little $5 joints or the $10 joints, and I would go in the store, I would buy like a mint, <laughs> like a five cent and mint. And get change. <laughs> and get the change. Then go to another store, five cent mint, and get the change. By the time I get to school, I'm jingling, but I don't got no stamps on me. Right. So I'm good, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Yo, so Poncho, the, the dude that ran the store across from me, he peeped what I was doing after a while. So I went in the store one day, I got all my stuff, and I was about to pay him, and then my friends walked in. Mm. And I was like, yo, hold on, I forgot something in the back. <laughs> Don't you move. <laughs> so I'll be in the That's back. That's classic food stamp move. I'll be in the back, like, <laughs> just looking for something. <laughs> All right, and then I came back to the, to the joint. And Poncho was just staying, staying he's like, he's staring at me and shit. I give him the money. Yo, bro, he took out, like, mad singles of food stamps. It was like... Mm. Just laid them all out. And I was like, yo, why are you doing this to me? I'm looking right. at the door. I'm like, damn, right, right, right. come in. But my homeboy, shout out to Casper. This is my homeboy. Like, he was popping in the neighborhood, always had the new kicks. He was tough, knocked a couple dudes out, you know what I mean? But this was my man. Like, for mm. some reason, he used to take to me. He used to always come check me. And one day he was like, yo, you hungry? And I was like, yeah. He was like, oh, I got mad bread. Let's go get some Chinese food. Mm. We get to the Chinese food, food joint, and he took out the book. And I was like, the book. He had mm. the book. <laughs> this is my, like, like, I'm talking about junior Big high school. Man. He got gold teeth. You know what I mean? Aaron's all that, like, and he got the book. And he's like, and I'm Wait. like, oh, you too? The, the, the brown one, the green one, or the red one? <laughs> I mean, I, I do this shit one? for real. Yeah, I do this shit for real. It wasn't the brown, because the brown know. is the singles. It was the green one. Okay. He had maybe like mad 20s in the joint. And I think the blue ones was like, what, 50 or something? Anyway, yeah. so he pulled it out. And I was like, you? <laughs> you got the book? Right? <laughs> he was like, yeah, you hungry? Like, you seen, like you you seen the Matrix. You <laughs> Yo, he was balling. But I never hid again because I was like, yo, somebody I looked up to ain't ashamed of this shit. Why am I ashamed of this The shit? beauty of that story is the unity. Mm -hmm. And that's what's missing right. is the unity. We're better together than not. Right. There's more. The, the thing that pisses me off about the younger generation and to be honest with you, even my generation, like... Cats be acting like rats in a cage and there's a piece of cheese in the middle and it's a labyrinth to get to the cheese and then they get the little piece. And it's like, yo, this is all a game. Right. There's more than enough for everybody. Money. Like, they talk about money and this, that, and the other. And then we in a pandemic and lockdown and all of a sudden there's a trillion dollars that we'll, we can just give everybody. Like, where does that come from? from right, exactly. Mm. Based on the rules that you made, this is your system. Right. And you say that it has to have collateral for gold and it. All right, well, where is it? What if you audited the Federal Bank Reserve? And then you found out that, oh, that's a privately owned. Oh, look, oh, you it's just privately made a you don't want to go there. You already know. You, you asked me, like, oh, you know. what you want to talk you know. about. Yeah, exactly. I'm just You're saying. There. No, I'm saying go there. Go there, but, but we know that's not going to happen. But I'm saying it comes right. back to unity. You see what I'm saying? When we're together and we're helping one another in whatever way, you know what I'm saying? We progress. I love seeing my people shine. You see what I'm saying? And so if you, I believe that if you're not putting nobody on, you ain't doing shit. Facts. I agree with that. Period. Facts. If you don't so have a resume of, oh, yo, I helped and, and I feel this like person in there was a huge whatever. generation of people that, that never put nobody on. 
even in New York amongst like hip hop, the hip hop scene, there's so many artists that's been rocking for like decades that just never gave anybody. I think that that's on, and that's why I say rats in a cage chasing a piece of cheese rats because in cage. On, on, that's by it's on purpose because mm -hmm. it took. Now here's where you gotta be pragmatic. It's not some people's fault because you're learning on the fly, right? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. You don't know this, that, or oh, this is how this deal is structured, uh, or this is how you do this. You're going, you're going, you're, you're learning, let me, let me and you're going, this. and you're, you're moving, and you learn that. So I, I get that. Right. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes but, you got some of the wrong people giving you the advice. Exactly. I, I think this. that's what I was getting to. It's by design. You see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's by design because the whole thing is for us to be workers. Of course. This whole design of this system is for us to work for somebody else instead of... To mine the gold and give it to the people. Instead of working for the, ourselves yeah, work for and ourselves. working with mm -hmm. ourselves. Right. In, in my business, like, in, in so, boom. You got this move. I got this. Oh, you also got to take into account that creatives go out of their way to not learn business. Thank you. That's He's been saying all the time. All the time. Mm -hmm. Creatives so, you know, I've heard more than my fair share of people go. Say that again, though. You said go out their way not to yeah. learn. Yeah. That, right. so they, get they don't, don't want to know about it. it. They hate it. No, they it, it's disgusting. Because it, 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 it kind of taints the art. Well, not only that, but it becomes, it's regurgitation where people kind of mm. like think that that's the right thing to say. Mm. Right? I got my reps to do that. Mm. Right? But it's show business. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. This, this creative thing, once you understand that it's done through business, you, you're you silly to not try to learn. Learn business. Thank you. Business, because right. it frees up the creativity. Right. Exactly. You know what I was saying earlier? Yeah. That one of the people that you know I learned from was Barry White. That was one of the first things he said to me. He said, you gonna get into this here music business? Then the first thing you need to learn is that's two words, music and business. business. Mm -hmm. And to and that, uh, just real quick, yeah. that's Charles Murray, the writer, director of the new film we got coming out, um, The Devil You Know, mm. AMC Theaters, March 31st. Let's go. But this shit took us eight years. Eight years. To get made. Why? This man, this man is super accomplished in this business. You know, you got to check all the boxes. And all, we, had, we were overqualified right. with the boxes being checked. And they still was like, you know what I mean? No, and, and the type of film that it is, is so beautiful because it's like um, other people get to make movies about stories like this film is about. Mm -hmm. But when you put black faces in it, uh, you know, they just turn a blind eye or something like that. Even our own people, so it's not a race thing. Mm -hmm. You know how many people I came to with him, yo, we got this joint, we should get down, da 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 and they're like, eh. Like he said, and then the re representation, oh, I don't know if you should do that. Me, I'm just a buck with it, you know what I'm saying? Right. If I, like here, why, why we here? Right. Mm -hmm. We had one conversation. One conversation. I'm like, yo, if I can make this thing, Boom. I'm near. Right. Not this, he's here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. I come bearing gifts. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. It's this is awesome. Right, right, right. But right. That's, that's what we gotta do. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And even, even like with Kane, I'm like, you know, yo, come through, because 
I, I wash your platform, and to me, it's one hand. It's not a, even about one hand washing the other. I want to see you shine. I want to see y'all shine. Right. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate if, if that. Y'all see, yeah. y'all win. That's the win for me. I don't need nothing from it. Right. I don't need no bread, nothing. It's just like, yo, if I introduce you to this person or whatever the case may be, and then you run off and that's beautiful to me. That's what this is yeah. about. That's how but where does that come are. from? I mean, but where does that come from? Does that come from because he blessed you or you have people around you that bless you with that same type of respect and love? For me, you want to know honestly? I'm going to tell you. For me, in this physical body, that comes from my mother. Mm. My mother is Bonnie Epps. She toured half of this motherfucking city for 30 years. Everybody know that. So when I first made Juice, everybody that come up to me, I was thinking, oh, they recognize me from the movie. They'd be like, nah. I know your mom. Yo, it's Big Head Gary. Tell your moms, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Thank you for right. telling me this in this moment because I changed my life and now wow. I'm okay. Right. I got a job. I'm doing this. It doesn't matter if they was a doctor or a bus driver. It didn't right. matter. And that stuck with me, the spirit of giving. I learned that from my moms. I remember if I would have moms a half like day, I'd go up to her school, be in there. Some kid is in there with a, 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 a burnt arm or something like that. And... I'm like, damn, what's going on? And we like the same age. And all I'm thinking about is I ain't got no ColecoVision or Shell Toy. Mm. Like, I'm mad as shit, right? Turn out the, my moms do something with the city or whatever, whatever. Damn, this, this kid moms is a crackhead and burnt them with a, a iron or something. Like, yeah. it made me feel ashamed. I'm thinking about this and, you know, this kid is, is in and we the it. same age. Right. So the spirit of giving, if you're not giving then what's your purpose? You, right. you understand what I'm saying? Right. So that's where that comes from in terms of we have to do... It. Charles could tell you. Charles could tell you because, you know, I don't think y'all really know who he is in this business, but this man is a legend. No, we take in, your word for it, definitely. Yeah. And, and, I, and I know his name, too. And definitely. the people that he's dealt with, but he's a real one. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you said, you know, about giving and holding down and shining together. The sad reality... There's some people that be like, if I got a dope gold chain, I don't feel right if my whole crew don't have it. I got to make sure they good. But there's other dudes, and I've said this to Esso, and I'm going to say this to Math. If Math gets a Lamborghini, and another dude might be like, damn, I got a Ferrari. Damn, Kane just got the Lambo truck. You just got the Porsche. They mad. They want to be the only one with that motherfucker. It's offensive that we're all shining. They want to be the top dog and everyone else at the bottom. I'm like, how do you sit right? That's your man. Yeah, but let me let, let me say. Go ahead. The problem is when you think about those things that you're talking about. Yeah. Those people, they're giving you a high sign. That you need to move on. From. Of course, exactly. Right. I agree. But here's the thing: because we are so caught up in props, we focus on okay. Well, why is he mad about that? You know, I got mine. You got yours. Lambo, Porsche, whatever. It could be anything. It's success, notoriety. But here's the thing: yeah, what it really is is someone hasn't given them a path. 
Mm. You want somebody who's going to give you a path instead of a thing. Explain that. Like teach a man to fish. Exactly. What I'm saying is everyone can fish, right? Everyone what? Everyone Everyone can can fish, fish, right? Everyone can. Yeah, but there's certain dudes that like, I only want to be the one that have it. Especially in my crew. Can I say something that yeah. it's gonna sound harsh? Yeah, go for it's it. Gonna, it's go gonna sound, it. but it's the truth. Yeah. You gotta kill the roaches. You understand what I'm saying to you? And I say this mm. in a realest way I can. Oh, yeah. It's like when you look at what happened to Nipsey, that's not supposed to happen. It's not. We gotta kill the roaches, yo. At the end of the day, we live in the projects. If somebody down on three uh, doors down the hall got a dirty apartment, now we all got roaches. He's been saying that for years. This is the simple truth. The <laughs> truth don't have an opinion, me, and the truth don't, don't take no sides. So you follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you Absolutely. Point. This is what it is. So, it, huh? Oh, oh, oh. What? I hear what you're saying, but there's another way to look at this, too. Okay. Because... The reason that you're asking Omar why he's that person that will bring someone else along is that sometimes you got to understand that that mindset comes from a lack of self. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And so when you understand that you're angry from lack, it's not about the thing that's in front of you. That's where he's got. And when you get to that place, when you feel like sometimes you have to bring yourself out of the hole. Yeah. And the best way that you can bring your man out of the hole is to go, I see what you're doing. I see I see where the hate's coming from, but I'm not going to sit here with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not A lot of people sit with it yeah. because they want to like kind of they think they can make their man see something yes. different way. Nice. Yes. The only way you can do it is to keep elevating. Yeah. And then that way the roaches will go away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You put yourself in a space where there are no roaches. Yeah, but and that's a, that that's absolutely right. But I just think we're at a point where things things are so drastic mm-hmm. that we got a clean house. You understand what I'm saying? Right. And it just is what it is. For our survival, self-preservation, the first rule of life. You see what I'm saying? Right. So if I see my man and I know he got it in him, but he just needs a little guidance. It goes back to the youngins. You got to want to hear it. You got to want to listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can speak to you all day, but if it ain't, it goes ain't one taking it in, out like, been clicking. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I think, so, I think people, people need to stop being overly patient. I learned a lot of mm. lessons sitting by myself. And if people didn't leave me to sit, by myself, I might not have never learned those lessons. Right. And I think that a lot of people, yeah, they try to overextend themselves for the sake of maybe guilt or or something within them that's feeling like, ah, I need to do this. I need, look, that's your ego. Your ego tells you to change people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Your brain will tell you, you can't change nobody. They have to want to change. Yeah, exactly. So let that go. You get everybody those trucks. Yeah. You're going to have to get everybody the portions. Thanks. You're going to have to get everybody. And then, look at Hammer. Yeah. Right. Hammer took care of everybody. Like, like that dude was legendary in his ability to give. 
as a good man, and it still didn't elevate people. Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes the best way to elevate somebody else is to elevate yourself. That's, That's why they had this saying, God bless the child that got his own. Right. right. Which means you gotta do the work. See, if I see the potential in you, but I know you lazy, I'm not putting you on. Because it's not my job to teach you how not to be lazy. Right. It's, it's like the... Um, Tell you you're lazy. Yeah, I'll tell you lazy. Lesson sometimes. Yeah, I'll t- and if you can hear that, like, how am I lazy? It it's all- like, dog, you get up and play video games for three hours every day in the morning. You're not doing nothing. Like, right. you, you do this, you do that, da 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 da, and then you get to the work. So it's kind of like, um, um, what was the what was the the, the making of the band? Mm-hmm. Dylan, yo, walk to the walk to. What are you willing to do? You know what I found out in this business. A lot of people don't have talent, but they got the desire. And the drive. And, the drive. Yeah. and they're willing to and go they will far out and beyond. hustle yeah. the person that can sing, sing as rap, whatever, everybody. Who do, you, who, who do you feel is like that? Come on. <laughs> hey, this guy's good. <laughs> he said it in a serious way. You know, every time somebody, I got to find out who the days are. I'm, I'm on a quest to find the days. You mean? Nah, no, I'm on it. I'm but I got you. Um, but yeah, I understand. Like you see some, what I'm saying? So it's people. like, I just have a, a little bit of a more... Um, drastic viewpoint because of where we are at in as a culture and as society we were talking earlier about hip-hop and i feel like hip-hop is a grandfather now for the first time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and what is that gonna be right like we have these talks and it's just like oh you know jay is 50 or such and such is whatever and they still putting out records so is music like this ain't athletics right you know what I'm saying? Like his knees ain't getting out. Why, why does this genre have to age limits cut off? Exactly. And because the, we're, the Rolling Stones because and all these we are, still. We are black. Let me say this. And we go with the fads. We, 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 create, we create the trends. The trends. We create the trends, right? So we decided to say that rap was a young man's sport. But it's not. I didn't say, I didn't say, I didn't say, I didn't say it is. No, I hear what you're saying. But I'm just saying that because we create the trends, when we decided to say, yo, we don't, we're not going to go to concerts of old, older rappers no more. We like the young wave. Yo, let me, you, let me tell you, let me tell you. That's where the young girls is at. Let me you know tell you, let me tell you what's so ill. When Kane, <sighs> with that, in my opinion, and correct me if I'm wrong, to me, that was Kane's generation. And Kane's generation, Shane, you could chime in too. When you got to the third album, it was over. People was expecting you it to was over. Kane, right. Ra, everybody that we named, it was like uh, third album is like, nah. uh, you know. So to see it come to where it is now, it is a music. It's it's art. So it's like, yeah, I I I could listen to Lil Baby and whomever, right? But when I'm listening to four four four, I can relate to that, right? Cause I'm 48 years old, mm-hmm. so all this fucking flagging, shoot 'em up, and I can't relate I'm to, that. to that no more. Right. But I can, you know, it's cool. You can work out, listen to it, ah, uh, you know, yeah. whatever. It's cool. Has its place. Right. And that's why it's like, but but, you know, if Kane put out a new album, which he should, and I hope he is, you know, next year, there's a space for that. Yeah. Now, the, the, the genre itself has grown. And I'm saying all of this to say when it come back to the hood and come back to the streets and where this come from, you know, this came from 
our art came from continuing our legacy through spoken word, through rhythm music. When the slaves came over, they couldn't speak and they, they, they slashed their tongues to not speak that language. And we had to learn hymns and do diff, like code speak right. mm-hmm. to pass on our history to one another right. while they watching. The youngins don't understand that because now it's a multi-billion dollar business. So when I see, I get offended when I see some young cat like, oh, I just started rapping yesterday. Like, I don't even care about this. Because now technology, you could just press a button and it's That's out. what I was and saying. It's, 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 <laughs> you you, you, you got to understand, man, that 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 um, right now, you know, with hip hop, it's, 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 it's not the cultural thing that it used to be. You know, where there's things that you did in the beginning, you know, going around battling other artists or going around rocking block parties or house parties or whatever. Mm-hmm. Trying or to get ciphers. Out, you, know, you know, things of that nature. It's like, like what you did, you know, you just buy some equipment and record a song. Now hip hop is officially a music genre. And it's pretty much the forefront of pop culture. Yes. You know, so therefore, just like any other pop artist, you can become, you know, successful in hip hop now, mm-hmm. you know? And because it's a music, a real musical genre, the, the rules that applied for us don't apply to that. Gotcha. You see what I'm saying? Right. We are like, um, you know, back in the days, you know, um, you saying someone else's stuff, you know, you consider the biting MC. Mm-hmm. Someone else writing for you, you consider the sucker MC. Sounding like them too. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now it's because I mean, because I mean, let's keep in mind, you know, in in music genres, let's just take two of the greatest ever: Marvin Gaye, Luther Vandross. Greatest they could sing. They had writers. Right. You know what I'm saying? Keep the ship running. Luther, shit, majority of his catalog was written. Written, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I mean, you know, in hip-hop culture, we didn't do that. You know what I'm saying? Saying nobody else's rhymes or having... Because when you started rapping, you wanted to step outside and, like, okay, I'm going to test my skills. That's what made it dope. But I mean, it's different now. Who rap over here? Who raps on this block? It's different now because hip-hop is pop culture. So those rules don't apply anymore. Gotcha. So So you can't knock knock a younger dude for, like... I just started rapping yesterday. I mean, look at it like that. Pop culture. That's you it. know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, but he's not. That to me, that's the same way as like I I agree with what you're saying mm-hmm. to a degree, but it's like, oh, uh, you just picked up a burner yesterday. You don't know how to use it, but you out you outside. But they gonna shoot it, oh, and that's, that's what he's saying. <laughs> but, they, but they still gonna yeah. shoot. And you it, don't though. even know how to. Okay, yeah. better example. That's what big you pick saying. up a controller of an Xbox or whatever. You don't know how to work it. Listen, but I'm you're not, just sitting there pressing buttons. I'm not But at least learn, learn, have have respect for 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 the craft of what that well, is. See, no, no, but you can't tell anybody to do that. What you can do is acknowledge the difference in those who do and those who don't. Mm. We can tell who's a student of the game. We should tell them. Though. Yeah, but you see, should that's be able to tell them. Though. That's what. That's you should be able. To, I'm not. You can't. You're right. You can't. But you should be able to tell them. Right. And I think the, the reason why you can't is because what we talked about earlier, that gap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. There was somebody there to give me game when I came into the business. Right. But did you want the game? 
Hell yeah. Exactly. They don't want the game. This yeah, but the, 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 and that's what they I'm saying. We come from an era of OGs. Nah, but you know, it's different. We come from an era of OGs, bro. Hold on. What I'm saying is something very simple. These rules that we talking about. I wanted to make Kane proud when I'm in my beginnings of my career like that, Man. and we around each other like that. Because of how much I respected him and how much he had an influence in my life just as a young black man. Right. And the way to do that is to be successful. Like I tell my kids, yo, we come from God. It's our responsibility to be successful in whatever that is. Right. Barbershop, lotion, water, shoes, whatever. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. It's not about money. There's something within you that you have to give to the world. Right. And it's your responsibility. When you take it from that angle, a lot of the, a lot of the, the semantics fall away. Mm-hmm. And I think that the, the spirituality of things is so lost now. To me, that's the main key. Mm-hmm. Once we realize that we're children of the light, you know what I'm saying? Right. I'm pretty sure all of us think, how are we still here? Yeah. For the things that we've been through. Yeah. <laughs> Think about that for real. Like, damn, that's and then you just see other stories of that wasn't even that serious, and they not here no more. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's our responsibility to be successful. And that first success is the success of self. But once you get down deeper, you realize the success of self is, is connected to everybody, everybody else. else. Yeah. It's the you gift. follow what I'm saying? Fact. And that's the reality, and that's what we're missing. Everybody caught up in this thing, and it's that money don't even have no meaning. Yeah. It don't even mean nothing. But it's always the people who have money or a couple dollars that understand that. The people who don't have the money seem to think that money is always going to solve the problem. In the, in the scripture, it says that... It's easier for a rich man to think about God because the poor man is thinking about his next meal. Yeah, yes. that's a fact. And I respect that, and mm-hmm. it makes sense. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because it's all an illusion, right? You want you get a dollar, then you want ten. You get ten, then you want twenty. You get twenty, then you want thirty, and so forth and so on. And so you could be a billionaire. Yeah, I've been around them. Unhappy, the most baffling thing in the world. I'm like, we on this big ass, big ass 450 whatever foot yacht and whatever it is. And you're miserable. miserable. Yeah. I've see, I seen it too, bro. All the bro. girls around, all of it. And I'm like, what's wrong with this? Like, it, 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 it teaches it you. Like, add you know, up. That, don't, that don't give you the feeling Happiness. Of Happiness. Happiness. Yeah. Yeah. Fulfillment. Right. Sure. When my son and my daughter come in the room, yo, dad, I love you. That's happiness and fulfillment. Priceless. You can't put a price on that. Happiness and fulfillment to the max. You follow me? I I did want to get to, yeah, the clap. Everybody want to do the clap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yo, salute to Matt for putting this together. Legend. Mount Rushmore of the culture. Facts. Not just rap for black People, period. Facts. 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 Big facts. So salute. You know what I'm saying? And I'm here just enjoying the ride. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's take let's take a little uh, turn on the ride. Well, um, you released a book called Fatherless. From fatherless to fatherhood. From fatherless to fatherhood. Yeah. Um, what what's that? 
What was that like, that experience? Because I'm someone that can identify with that. You well, know, not having a father around, becoming a father, and kind of wanting to be better than your own father. Right. But my process led me to realize, even though I was better than mine, I could be better. What was your experience like? Okay, so that words are powerful. So mm -hmm. when you say be better than, that's a, um, you have to be careful with your words. Right. right. So I would hone in on to be better, not better than. Mm -hmm. And I love my father. It's a strange thing. He's passed on. Transition. My condolences. Thank you. But it's as if since then, we're more in touch. Mm. He's been speaking to me since he's passed so much right. mm. to the point of where the date of when he passed, I have a little sister from him. I was her father because he wasn't necessarily in her life either. Mm -hmm. And this date came around and I, I, and I just kept feeling, I was telling my wife and I'm, I called my little sister like, yo, you know, these, because there's dreams and then there's visions. Wow. Um, I think dreams are fleeting and visions are, are they're, they're definite. Yeah, they, they, they come back. They're definite. Right. Oh, you mean focused? No, definite, like you can't get away from it. A dream mm. can just come and go. Right. Okay. And I was having these visions of him. And so I called my sister and I said, man, it, it's, it's really interesting. And I was trying to figure it out. Like, you know, I feel like he's reaching out to me. Um, and I'm going to get to exactly what you're saying. And she said, oh, that's interesting. This was the day before Valentine's Day this year. And she said, well, you know, he passed on this day. Right. And I didn't remember the day that he passed. This is what your wife told you. This is what my little sister told me. It was your little sister. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Right? Um, and... I have no regrets because I only met my father one time in my whole life mm. when I was 12. One time. And we hung out for like four days. And that's it. That's all I got. He never tried to come around with no. your success? No. Not, wow. Nothing. Um, and through the years, I try, oh, Kane is going to love this. Shane. Where's Shane at? Kane's going to love this story. So I was at this show at, uh, what was it? Um, the the Hammerstein Ballroom, whatever. Mm -hmm. Some show, Tribe Called Quest, uh, uh, Rex and Effect, and all of that type yeah. of thing. Mm. I'm backstage, Freddie Fox, Bumpy Knuckles. Right. He's like, yo, come here. I'm a little shorty. I'm like, yo, what's up? Da, da, da. My pops was Muslim. So he's like, yo, I made Juma with your pops at the mosque on foot. And then I'm like, so? At that point, because I was so young, I'm so angry and yeah. mad and yeah. resentful. That phase. But, you yeah. know, you know, Bumpy is like, yo, we <laughs> 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 need to go seek him out and talk to him. And I'm like, I'm not trying to hear none, none of that, that shit. Right. You know, but it stuck with me. And what it made me do, because the, the gift that my father did give me was my little sister. In a sense of she was six weeks old when the only time that I met him. And so when that situation happened, um, th life is so beautifully poetic. So my, my girl at the time, my oldest daughter's mom, she's Muslim. And I mean, like, Muslim, like, 
speak Arabic and all Hajib that. Hajib and all that. Mm-hmm. Her brother was in the mosque with my pop. So after the Freddie Fox incident, I'm like, ah, whatever. And then shortly thereafter, my girl at the time, her brother called like, yo, I was in the mosque with your pops. We was praying, da 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 And I'm like, okay. That's so I said, God wink. Something's like, yo, yeah. there's something. At the time, I'm 21 years old. I'm like, ah, right, yo, next time you see him, get, get, get his number or whatever, because I always felt like, yo, I had a sister out there that I had to protect right. and try to help God and so forth and so on. I've been in her life ever since then. And so we reconnected, and through the years, I tried to connect with him. But what I learned from my father as well is that a rela- all relationships have to be dialogue. They're not monologues. And with him, he just would stop for whatever reason when the conversation got too deep. And, it, you know, I told him I forgave him. I told him, you know, I love my pops. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm mad as fuck, nigga, because you wasn't dead when my mom was counting pennies and I was watching her cry on the bed and that shit shattered my entire being. And I'm like, I have to change this. And in my family, there's been a pattern of that. Right. And so I took it upon myself to say, I got to set a new bar so that all the males that come from this bloodline see a bar where you can't go lower than that. Right. Mm-hmm. This is this is what we do. This, this is, is what we standard. do. The standard. Period. The standard. The new standard. And, you know, life being what it is, is going to throw you curveballs and things happen. Like my oldest daughter's mom's, God bless her soul, she passed away. Mm. Nothing could prepare you for that pain. Right. Having to try to console my daughter still to this day because she's, that's something you never get over. It's something you, I guess, learn to deal with. Learn to function with. And it's so crazy to me in a selfish way because old age runs in my family. My great-grandfather passed when he was 94. My grandfather passed when he was 89. My grandmother is about to turn 93. Like, this, that part is normal to me. You know, a child losing their they moms at, at, at 16, 17 is not normal to me. You follow me? Right. And that's my own daughter. Right. And so fatherhood is the blessing of God. It's the creator. It's the closest that we can be to God. It's to help co-create life. But then you got to be responsible for it. Right. And that's the trick right there. Anybody can have a baby. But how do you be a father? So I don't judge nobody because everybody has their own path and you always have the power of choice at your disposal. Life is a sum total of your decisions. That's right. I step on your shoe. Hey, yo, da, 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 da. You want to put for what? Now your ass is sitting in the cell. You know what I'm saying? All, you, you're frozen in ice. You're frozen in time thinking about this one moment. moment. For years. For years. Wishing you'd have made a different decision. You could have just did that. And so it's the same thing. Because, yo, I got three kids. 14, 17, 22. They're three different people. It's like, y'all sitting here. I I could have one thing that I want to say to y'all, but you three different personalities. And once you know, it's like, oh, I got to say it to him this this way. way. Say it to him. For you to get the message. Right. There's no template for all of them. And kids, that's what kids are. 
Right. But I had to learn that on the fly. You could read all the books. You could but get you, all the advice. You see what you just said, how you had that understanding? You said you forgave your father. Yeah. But did you ever look at it like, did your father forgive himself? He probably had to look and say, yeah. my, I left my boy for dead. I, I think that that's, that's like the deepest part of it. So my father, to this day, and I, I love him. Love him to death. My pops, he went to see him yesterday. Um, that's beautiful. But I think there's a part of him that only activates when he's in a certain mind state. Mm. And then the phone calls happen. What you mean, Matt? Um, drinking. So, it, so his love comes when he starts to drink. I think and once he calms, calms the voice of, you should have did this, you should have did this, you should have mm. did this, you should have did this, mm. and, and it might be too late. It's too late for you now. And then he calls late. you. Once that voice is silenced, mm. hey, what's up? How you doing? Mm. You know what I mean? I'm going to share a story with you, and it's actually in my book, and this is facts. Mm. One time, I had a beautiful female with me. We were driving down Rogers Avenue. Ooh, before the bus lane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, it's too many Brooklyn. It's too many Brooklyn. Come on, man. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Killing before the bus lane. Let's go. There's a mask on, you know, Rogers or whatever. Right there. I got the BM325I, right, Shane? This one that was like a wrace. That, that, yo. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then when the M3 hit, crazy. <laughs> I, had to, I had the limo tense the whole thing. I'm driving with this shorty. I pull up to the corner of the mosque and I look and there's my father, my father, in front of the mosque. Had the books, the incense, whatever. And I'm just looking and I'm just, I was 19 years old. And I couldn't understand how or why this moment was happening. What is the universe trying to tell, tell me, me right now? Right. So I tell Shorty, I say, yo, you see that dude right there? She said, yeah, damn. And she's looking. I say, yo, that's my father. And she just lost her shit. Because I look, I'm a spitting image of my mom. Jesus Christ. Like, I look Come just on. like he just, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so she's looking. And she's, oh, you're not going to roll down the window? You're not going to say? And I'm just looking. I'm going through a whole thing. And I was like, nah. Mm. It all. These are the type of moments that the universe has gifted me. Right. You understand? And I did forgive him out loud. And I told him I love him. You said gifted. You drove off without acknowledging. How is that a gift? I was about to ask you that, These things add up. Okay, from when he said earlier, it's like a chip at the wall. Math following. Chip. No pun intended. It's the math. And eventually, a little piece of light comes through. and you're like, oh shit. And you have to be. Some total. Going back to how we were talking about the youngest. You have to be in a space to receive. Right. You know what I'm saying? A motherfucker could have the cure for cancer, but if you don't want to take it, then it wouldn't work. That, that is what it right? is, yeah. So, but the fatherhood piece is so, so, so important um, in our culture, in our race, in what we do. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, and, and, and I respect everyone's space. Right. But the universe is made of duality.
male, female, mm-hmm. plants, animals, whatever. And, 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 and we have to grasp that. And when it comes to our families, you know, when I was growing up, he's one of them. I ain't, I ain't know nobody who knew their pops. Can't Slim, can't Pops. That's the homie. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. My man Marlon Wayans. I grew up with him. Salute, brother. Mm-hmm. That's my family. I'm an honorary Wayans. They knew they pops. You know what I'm saying? Right. My younger brother Mitch knew his pops. That's it. Everybody else, Drew, well, yeah, Jeff, yeah. Mm-hmm. his pops was instrumental in my life as well. So I have father figures, but it comes a, a time where you like, where's the dude that I look just like? That looks like me. Well, where's the where's the things that I'm doing that I don't know I got from him? And mm. crush your spirit right. to a point because you feel like you're not worthy. You feel like you don't have value. And now you're a young black kid growing up in an urban environment and you're looking for that acceptance, that love. That history. That history. That part. I think I think for me, like it yeah. was it was detrimental. To have some sort of history. Because you go to school, what you being told? Oh, yeah, y'all was naked in Africa, and then, you know, we picked you up, we brought you over here, and then, you know what I mean? Like, that's the history that you got to be like, this is what I'm supposed to be proud of. Mm -hmm. So you kind of look towards the family, like, what what was my grandfather? What was he doing? What was was my father doing? And when you don't have that, it's like you out in the streets trying to create something on your own, but lost, because you don't know... What direction you supposed to go in? You don't know what talents. You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't feel not to cut you, but mm-hmm. you don't feel loved. Right. And when you don't feel love, you don't feel your worth, your value. Right. Can I ask you a real As question? Can I ask you a real, a real question? Mm-hmm. I grew up with both my mother and my father. To this day, they both seventy nine years old. That's beautiful. God bless. Being with them, right? Right. But I've also been in my daughter's life for sixteen and a half years, and she's eighteen now. Mm. Me and her mother had me and her her mother had a big problem during Corona, and that's how it's been going down. Do y'all ever think? And I'm not trying to offend nobody's mother or nothing like that. Do y'all ever think that the situations with y'all moms could have been uh, detriment? to the situation with, with why, the relationship why, with you and your father. Mm. Because it goes down like that. Because me and my daughter, he'll tell you, we was thick as thieves. My daughter was supposed to be managing me at 16. She was getting calls in school about managing her father. Right. And she's like, Dad, well, what am I supposed to do? Call him when you get from school. But here's the thing. Right. What you're saying is valid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there is truth to that. Okay, But from... The books and from the universe and from God, as men, there's no excuses once you produce life. Yeah. Period. Well, I, like, I like, say, and, and, and follow what I'm saying. All the laws in our favor. Follow so, what I'm saying. To fight through the excuses. I know that things, way, there's so many things that can happen, and I get that. Right. I get it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But as men, we have to walk through the fire with bare feet. Period. I'm a, when I'm it comes to when it comes to our children. Period. I kind of appreciate my father's negligence and the reason where, when you find acceptance for who you are, and you realize your path was uniquely set like this. I look at my life and I be like, Yo, if my pops is around, 
I might not be math Hoffa. I like being math Hoffa. That's cool as shit. You feel what I'm saying? Like, so, so for me, it's like, it's okay, Pop. Maybe you wasn't supposed to be there. Maybe I was supposed to be just a stronger individual on my own. But the reality is that is rationalizing trauma. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do as black people. Mm-hmm. To, for, to take your mindset back to right. 400 years or 500 years ago, and a man is with his wife, and they rip his wife away from him in front of his kids, and they rape his wife. Right. Literally, in front of him. Mm-hmm. And then take his kids and smack them around, and yo, you go pick up the big wood, and da-da-da-da-da-da. Right. These things pass down through genetics. So now the next generation comes a little softer. The next generation comes a little more humble, a little softer. I don't want to buck up. And then we get to where we are now. Mm. I respect what you're saying, so I'm not trying to minimize your feelings, mm-hmm. but that's rationalizing trauma, because here's how I look at it. When I say rational, I wouldn't say rationalize. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what right. Just hear me out. Mm-hmm. I've had that conversation with people. Oh, man, look at where you at. If your pops was in your life, maybe you... I'm like, maybe I would be greater. Mm. Maybe I would be more, you know, uh, maybe I would have had more to pull from to be a greater person. Than I am now. Because mm-hmm. I feel like this whole, this part of my life, like I said, my mom's is incredible. Right. You know what I'm saying? She did more than double duty. Because she was educating half of New York <laughs> all this time, taking care of all these kids mm-hmm. right? and her own. But what if? We'll never know. And that's the thing. Yeah. And so, and so that's, why I say, that's, why I, that's why I say rationalizing right. trauma because we're, the, the 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 mind is designed that way to make sense of things so that you keep your sense. But, but this is where I, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. But this is where I have to agree, disagree with you. Rationalizing trauma, I think that a lot of the other generations did that, and they carry it. They also carry stigmas. They carry negative perceptions. Mm-hmm. And looking, no shots at my brothers and sisters, but I feel like there was an effect on them that wasn't on me. Mm. You, you mean your actual blood brothers and sisters? Yes, who, who spent more time mm-hmm. around him than I did. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was an effect that happened there that I was spared. Like what, math? That's like interesting what, what you're I'm saying. Just curious, like, okay, you know all right. Fact? Mental um, strength or let, something? Let's say there, there's a... I agree. You, you got a father. You understand what I'm saying, right? Yeah. If you have a father that has just, just any type of mental issue or addiction or anything like that, you grow up in that household, it's going to affect you. Gotcha. I saw it affect my brother. So he grew Rest up in the Georgie. house? So he grew up in the house with your father? Yes. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay, go ahead. But, these, but that's a little what kind of spared that. I was like, but see, that's a I didn't get to see that. I just heard like, oh, my pops knocked people out. Matt, Matt, that's, that's cool. I'm going to do it too. That's it. That's a little different because you know I mean? if you're saying there was a specific issue, we're talking about a general issue of absence. Right. That's different. If you're saying, oh, you know, my pops was this way because it's such and such, or my pops was this way because it's such and such, that's a different, oh, my pops came back from Vietnam and he was on heroin or whatever. And it, that, right. you know, obviously, like a, a, a child is going to be a product of their environment. So if there's yeah. an unhealthy relationship with the moms and the pops, that's what they mirror, right. you know, most times, right? Right. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about absence. Like, 
the purpose of living is to be a conduit for the light, period. Okay, when nobody say, you know what I'm saying? We yeah. all go through things that people have been through things. And that's why I, I walk with respect because you never know where someone, someone's coming from. Right. And I've traveled this world. Huh? He's talking about how absence actually made him a better person. And that's right. true. There's a possibility. Part of the problem with us as a culture is we hold on to titles. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. We talk, that's my brother, so he shouldn't do this. Instead of, this is another human being. Human being. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. And I don't know why he's doing <laughs> that, as opposed to, that man went through hell. Yeah, 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 and yeah, I, yeah. And, and basically, I need you to push off the hell you're going through to be this title to me. Me, mm-hmm. right. We get caught up in that way too much, and, and we, we make humans inhumane through titles sometimes. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree with you. 100 percent I understand, I understand what he's saying also, because no, the way I feel towards my kids is I could never. Right. right, but here's the thing. You know what I'm saying? Because for every father you're talking about that's missing, you can equally talk about two-parent households where people still have trauma. Yes, wow. absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So it's, it's, it's not one thing or the other, but what we do is we get into titles and we forget to look at things that in case-by-case basis. Right. Mm. I agree right? with you. So in that. what this brother's going through with his daughter, daughter, mm. It's probably because, no offense, but it's probably because the mom is looking at things as the tropes have come down the line. Right. He ain't doing this and he ain't doing that. Instead of saying, let me learn who this man is individually. Right. Right. The thing that bonded me and my ex-wife, I always look at her as a human being that's separate of me who has their own ideas, their own beliefs. And somehow between mine and hers, we have to make it work for the kids. But we could have easily fallen into, well, that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely did. I definitely, I definitely did a lot of that bitch. I ain't gonna cap. I ain't even gonna cap. Well, I did a lot of that bitch. So what I'm saying is, is that once you start laying titles on people, mm-hmm. You stop looking at them as individuals. Once you say he's a rapper, you stop looking at him as an individual. Oh, man, you miss out all the things, things that, that come along. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, well, oh, exactly. you said rationalizing trauma, right? Yeah. You gotta remember, therapy is something maybe eight years now that's been accepted in the black community. Mm-hmm. It's well, still being accepted. Right. But, before? But before it was like, imagine oh, are you crazy? If, <laughs> imagine if Keynes in the early 90s said I had a therapist. Oh my God, his career's over. Yeah. His career's over. Like a therapist, yo, was you crazy? Keynes crazy. But this is therapy. No, I right. but we talk to we're people. Build, we're and building. We, and we, and you know what's up? So, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. You, what? Therapy. What therapy? Because you say therapist. Right. But if you break it down like what he was about to say, well, this is therapy. therapy. I agree. Right. But but we're supposed to be strong. We don't need no help. Yeah. We, we, we no, 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 It's true. not that we don't need no help. No, no, no. I'm saying that's perception. The perception, perception as a black man, we got to be tough. A rapper that can't fight, it's he ain't not. selling no records. Listen, it's not one of the beautiful on things show, about New York City. <laughs> <laughs> one, listen, one of the beautiful things about New York City 
you could take the train. Yeah. And have the deepest conversation with a complete stranger. Stranger. That's so true. That will drop jewels that they don't even know they drop. And you're like, oh, man. And you get off the train. In your life. One, two, the A, whatever. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? And that's what I'm saying. So I hear what you're saying, Charles, and it's valid. I I guess where I'm coming from is kids aren't made by accident. Life isn't born by accident. Mm -hmm. It's intentional. So if you have an intent to do something, if you have, have an intent to, we're going to go do this show, oh, I forgot the lyrics. Oh, I don't have my, that's not a part, no. Right. That's unacceptable. Right. And I'm relate. right? Am I making sense? I'm, I'm, you, you with me? Yeah. So when we have a child, it's like we have to do our best. And sometimes part of that is growth. Like some people don't know. Right. right? They, like me. That's why I wrote the book. Mm-hmm. I ain't had no father, and I became a father, and sometimes I'll be in the room with my kids, and they'll tell you. I'll be like, yo, how the hell y'all get here? What's going on? And the other thing is, I'm not one of them pops that's like, I know everything. I don't know. Oh, yeah. no, I wake yeah. up, my oldest daughter, I'm like, I've never been the father of a 22-year-old. Exactly. Daughter, but know. you learned yeah. how to be one. Exactly. But you learned. Right. Today, but, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. But showing yourself that grace. Mm-hmm is what makes you a well-rounded person. What you were talking about is having distance because I too come from a family of five. I'm nine years younger than my brothers and my Mm. sister. Mm. And I look at them and said to them one day, you have yet to understand the trauma that you have survived. Mm. I had the benefit of being so much younger than you. Mm that I could see, see it. everything that you went through exactly. from young. And so you could see that's it. why I don't think he's rationalizing yeah. trauma. I think it's a different thing that he's talking about. He's talking about being able to have the distance mm. and see this affected these people poorly. And maybe I was better off at not having to go through yeah. the, the Vietnam of my family. Right. Mm. That's what he's Because not everybody... Yes. You're, you're, you, you're saying there should be growth, but that growth sometimes comes at the expense of the people around you. That's true. But I think in general, growth does, right? Like the, the math that you are today is not the math that you was 10 years ago. That's true. And through that 10 years, you lose people in parts because you're trying to, your point, you're trying to get to this place. Right. And... But for me, I'm talking about something specific, fatherhood, motherhood. Check that out. How is it that women just have this innate thing in them, physiologically? Most women, generalized. Mm-hmm. Right. Generalized. Generalized. Most women. So yeah, but, but no, I'm going to give you most. I'm going to give you most. most. Yes. I'm ge- you know, right. Generalized. Yes. But if you were to do, not a poll, but just sort of a, a survey. Most women, it don't even matter. They're going to take care of that. They're going to buy a hook, crook, whatever. Like, a woman will sell their body to feed their child. But, but men, dudes men, are wrong. Uh, okay, go ahead. Sorry, follow sorry. me. Follow me. Mm-hmm. That thing there, I always go back to the divine. And what is that? What are we here for? And especially as black people, everything about a, our culture has been ripped away from us. Our tongue, our history, 
our family structure, mm-hmm. yeah. credit, our everything, our science. Our science, that's what I'm talking about, our credit, that we invented the light bulb. You know what I'm saying? So when you think along those lines and then you get back to family, that's why I say, at least for myself, I don't have regrets with my father because I told him I forgave him. And I told him I loved him. And I tried to love him in the way that the situation was presented. Mm-hmm. And I know that to be true because if you had my little sister right here right now, she would be like, no, he was my father. Right. Hmm, you should have bought this with you, you so she could not now, 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 here's the depth <laughs> to this whole thing. <laughs> You're playing in a raising king. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A father estranged from his son. Yeah. But in need of him. Right. How does that affect you on set? Mm. I love dancing in those clouds because I can relate to certain parts of it and other parts of it um, exploring. So this goes to what, what you were alluding to. With that, you know, when people watch um, season two, I can't give it away. I'm about to give it away. 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 What they right. find, they'll find like the some of the true reasons when you said it's strange, like how it happened that way. Right. And so I was saying to you, it's, it eludes because some of it has to do with the mother. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I guess because of my life experience so far and the way the emotional trauma that I've gone through as a young black boy with a single black mother who walking me home from school and motherfuckers is hollering and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, yo, I got to figure out how to defend this because what if somebody like, grown up in... Like King. But I'm seven and I'm eight. <laughs> like King. Like King. Like King. Like King. Like yo, the first thing, I got to get the knife. And yeah. the next thing, yo, I got to have a, a gun on me. Right. My mom's can't know because... Right. So forth and so on. That's why I say rationalizing trauma because there's no excuse. The three most beautiful moments in my life thus far is when I pulled each of my children out of the womb. That's when I had all the answers and no questions. And then it just went away like that. That's tough. Those are some scary moments for me, bro. Man, I didn't <laughs> even get the things that was coming out of there. And I was like, whoa. That, as, soon, as soon as that purple came like, out, I was like, no. Nah, son, I'm out of there. That purple came out. Our son came out with the alien head, the whole back. It was scary. It was scary. Men are visual. This is what y'all It was visual. No, I had a moment. That's why she laughing. It's just, it took me off guard. We don't see it on TV. You know what I'm saying? You're bearing life. But TV fools you. The purple It'd be a clean out, baby. No, no, no. Burps on TV. It'd be a clean baby. Come up. Ain't nothing on him. Is it? You know what I mean? Man, man. Yo. How is purple coming out of your... Yeah, bro, purple. You want all of that. Violet. Nah, you want to experience red. all of that. That's light. Brown. This whole thing it's off. brown coming out. Oh, man. The purple came out. Yo, you see how the green is You see how the green is See what's happening? <laughs> but yeah, those three moments you had. Yeah.
per- perfect harmony with no answers. God. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt. All the answers, no questions. And then boom, there's like milliseconds. I was I was fortunate and blessed to be the first person to touch all of my children, look into their eyes, tell them their name. We've been playing around with them in the womb for a few months and I'm singing to them and stuff like that. Right. That's all good. Right. But I actually got to be the first. That interaction is a reflection of God to me. God has given me a wink of, yeah, this is how it feels to, to create. Mm, mm. You know what I'm saying? And you're just you. Think about the cow, the deer, the whale, the dolphin, the plant, the flower, the everything. Right. But dig this, man. Something that's missing in your life. Something that you may have felt a need for in your life. Whatever that is, is going to be the main things that you're going to make sure are in your children's life. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? Yes. That's a fact. Absolutely. That's an absolute fact. If you feel like, you know, this father figure is missing your life, if you feel like someone to give you game is missing in your life, if you feel like someone to hug and cuddle you is missing your life, whatever... That's what you you're gonna make sure you. That's gonna be mm-hmm. your number one duty right. to give that to your children. children Absolutely, right. you're right, Kane. Absolutely, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'll tell you something about us fatherless kids. We we pick fathers. Right. You know, I, it's a cool guy. Okay, one. Uh, uh, oh yeah, he know how to handle ladies. We get advice from different places, and we yeah. kind of make it work. Yeah, but dudes with fathers get that too. Like, like my father didn't talk to me about chicks and all that. The dudes in my hood talked to me. That's why it takes a village. This is what this was going to do when I wanted to get money. When I started rolling dice to try to get money, yo, bro, you need to scope the landscape. This ain't how you do it. See what you do, see Of course, I tear you up. I would say never, We have different dudes like that, too. I can name many dudes from Southside that I could say, because we had a show on when I was on 8 at the Table, mm-hmm. and I said, yo, my father couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't, couldn't prepare tell you. me right. for what I encountered in the music business. He was from North Carolina, Belvedere, North Carolina. He was a bus driver, hardworking man, but wasn't into the, none of this glam. He met my father. He, 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 he knows my father. Right. Glam is no part of his body a and b nothing so how i live i he looks at me like what's wrong with this dude you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like he has all these lofty dreams and he's accomplished this stuff but i don't even know he worked harder not smarter than me like and it becomes a different thing with right. him you know what i'm saying so you can have people that are not your father that could that could feel where you're coming from um, right. and could know where you're going, going. Exactly. and can help to guide you right. as well and know the justice Again, important. It takes a village. It takes a village and you have to be willing to receive that. So it's right. going back to what we were talking about earlier with the youngins. Right. You gotta have an open ear. Mm-hmm. Because if you know what I'm saying, an old head, OG, whatever you want to call it, they trying to give you some jewels. Yo, I've been through this. 
You know what I'm saying? And I'm trying to tell you, yo, when you walk into that dark corner, there's sharp objects. Right. You yeah. know, you got to be willing to receive the message right. and then it works. But it was taken, I'm sorry. There's a younger generation. Um, I think it's a thing of cats that are scared of getting old. Mm. 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 I mean, let's like, like, just take for example, like, Back in the days, you had young cats coming out as MCs with names like Big Pun, Notorious B.I.G., mm -hmm. Big L, mm -hmm. Big Daddy Kane. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now, pretty much every MC that comes out is young such and such. Or little. Or little. little. We, we, we've, just, such and such. we've talked about this. But, but dig it though, dig it though. That's right. deep. Dig it. I mean, you know, I mean, and I think that it's a fear of getting old because the people that's um, maybe 10 years older than them, they're referred to as unk, mm -hmm. auntie. Yeah. Man, they call me unk. I hate that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I hate, I'll be like this. Like, what the fuck well, you are see, you talking about, But let me show you the beauty of that. Let me show you the beauty of unk. The beauty of auntie, and by the way, I hate that shit too. But <laughs> still, uh, let, me show you, let me show you the beauty of it. Right. And the the, the the most famous one, old head. Mm. <laughs> yo, old head, old head. Yo, yo, bro. Mm -hmm. Let me show you the beauty of it. You may be scared of getting old, but what you got to understand, the opposite of getting old. There's no fucking way you're gonna stay young forever. That's mm. a fact. See what I'm saying? So you need to pray that you do become an old head. Facts. You make it to the Because you don't want to be the opposite. Right. Man. Opposite of that is a fucking dead head. A dead head. Right. I was about to say that. You, know yeah, I, I, you don't think you're gonna get old? Keep on living, see what happens. Right. <laughs> no, I, I, said, I said on a song, I said. That's interesting is call me OG and I'm cool with it. But. You gotta let people understand that it's you're growing into wisdom. Right. When you get older, you, wisdom, if you're open to it, will meet you where you are. And so, when you think about, you know, I come from Gary, Indiana, murder capital of the country. Mm -hmm. in front of you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They were telling us, you're not going to live to be 25. Mm -hmm. A lot of these young cats don't think they're going to get old. That's a fact. That's why they are taking these monikers. That's why they're living the way they're living, because they don't have enough old heads around them to say, when you get here, everything will mm -hmm. be fine. Too many Jews dropped on this. On yeah, this it's, a, it's a whole lot. You have to watch this joint yeah, over, and over and over and over again. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, do we want to do... Yeah, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Years ago. Thank you, sir, for coming on the show.